Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the Morning, 15 minutes to hopefully change your life. Continue on on this uh, We've been discussing some questions about the, the war with Midian. What was going on over there? Why did everyone need to go wage a war? And what was the with Moshe? And Moshe's passing away. He said, don't have to understand the Bechal and Midian. The Midian is this idea of strife and division and ego. Our self-centeredness, as we as he translated here. And then we discussed also how in Toyo, which is a world with a lot of Ur, but not a lot of Kali. And it's like different people not being able to join together. And that's people that, so to speak, get into arguments because they can't really come together other things. Whereas Midian, we're saying, is like the whole concept of, it's sort of the source of this division. Yeah, and that's essentially what we're saying. So we'll go from the top of 28. So we're talking about how, how, how Midian is basis hatred. It's the sinas chinam. Soina is a chinam. You hate a person for for no real reason. Now you got, and then we said there's all oh, that you're gonna give a reason to justify your hatred, but that's not the real reason why you hate the person. You just you hate them, and and you just give excuses. And it's really essentially because of the ashes. Whereas by the kedusha, by the shema, havaya, holiness, that's it's bittul. You, you leave space for other people, and and that yeah. And, and and that's also the difference in in, a, in in the world around us. That when we have kedusha, we're in a murder bittel bittel. Like we said yesterday, it doesn't mean that you're a nobody. It just means that you have space for other people because you're connected. You feel if a life of bittel is a life without without you you don't take up space. Whereas yesterday, you take up space. So it's like when you have. You know, you have 10 people full of yeshas in one room, so the room is very full, even though it could be a big room. Whereas when you have bittel with 10 people, so you have plenty of space. Bittel means, you, can, you know, a simple, a simple English is like a person sitting next to you. And it's like when you go to 770 and it's packed, you have yeshas, so it's too crowded and it's uncomfortable and everyone's in my space. When you have bittel, there's plenty of space for everybody. I'm not talking about a person that has issues of claustrophobic and things like this. I'm saying just normally. Page 28, because of his yeshus, he does not leave room for anyone else. He compels him as a word to view another's existence as distracting from his own. Therefore, he cannot tolerate that person. Thus, it is primarily his own yeshus that leads him to view another person as an opponent. So it's very interesting. He's saying that the person is an opponent, or the person is negative, not because that person is negative, there's anything wrong with that person, because of our own yeshus. And, and we complain that, that this person is this, or like the story about the Tanatelic, it's like everyone is stepping on me. It's not the, their problem, it's your problem. Put your yeshus, you're getting in the way. So, you know, it's like you come, you walk into a conversation, you start to start speaking about the conversation, they start arguing with you, and you're like, whoa, why is everyone arguing with me? No one asks you to join the conversation, no one asks you to put in your opinion. And you know what I mean? So the concept explained here is, oh, yes, that's the story of Tanatelic, as we said this yesterday. But he complained that everyone is stepping on him everywhere he goes. So the Tom said, what do you expect when you put yourself, you know, you lie yourself everywhere. You get yourself opportunity to accept on. So he's a, a position to the other person. He's not to 
a specific factor. Instead, he sees a challenge to his entire existence. The mere existence of another person detracts from his yeshus and, prompt, and prompts him to view others as opponents, making it impossible for him to tolerate them. In contrast, the realm of holiness is characterized by Bittu. Yeah. As Alter says in Tanya, the realm of holiness encompasses only entities upon which the holiness of the holiness must be he rests can be extended to. And he rests only on such entities that are bothered to him. That in order for Hashem, it says, Hashem says that I, he and I can't live in the same place. In the sense that if there's Yashus, then, then there's no space for God. Whereas if there's Betel, so then there's space. When an entity is concerned with itself, it closes itself off to Godliness. Conversely, by rising above self-concern, it or he leaves place for him. Whereas when we, when we move above our self-concern, and we think about godliness and God and our mission in life, so then we have, we have opportunities to bring God in. But when it's all about ourselves, I don't have time to dive in or learn or to do things. I have to take care of myself. You know, and I, have to, I have to make sure I get more sleep. And I, have to, I have to have self-care, as people say. Now, of course, there's a certain amount of, of genuine self-care, but uh, people get it you know, like misunderstood. And he's saying when you're more, you, you put godliness at the forefront, and the more bottle to that you have, the more space you have for God, which is ultimate, and also the more space you have for everyone else. By saying he leaves room for others, we mean that he accepts them and becomes one with them. When a person's mindset is characterized by Bittal, he has the space within his mind to appreciate the positive qualities that every person possesses and appreciates how that person has a role to play in creating God's dwelling in our world. As a result, he seeks to become one with them. It's like I remember once when I was a kid, I was younger, um, there was, there was a, a guy, Mr. Davin in a Friday Shishon on Shabbos, and there was a guy, he was like an agra, always like unhappy. And some like Israeli, Lubavitcher, end up coming to Australia, like to Shlichus, he was like a bacher for like the backpackers, and he would Davin in the show sometimes, because there's a lot of Israelis there. And he was like the sweetest person in the world. You know, he had bitl muchlet. You know, he, he was always loving and caring and warm and had space for everyone else. Whereas this other guy was uh, always grumpy and he, everyone else always bothered him. And so one time he was, he like got furious, this grumpy man that someone was talking during like Tishach. So there's shots and they were talking and, and he was very, and he like was like literally red in the face. And so this chassid tried to like calm him down. And he was like trying to appease him, you know? and and whatever. It's very much I see I see this concept how like one guy couldn't stand it, and you know it, it, it's so to speak. Someone's doubling, someone's making noise in the outside of show, and you know he's his ears are sensitive enough to be able to hear it on his opposite side of the show, and it bothers him. This is so this is yashus. Whereas in the guy's bottle, the chassid, even when the guy's doing something wrong. Instead of coming and complaining and cursing him out, he's, he tries to understand him and try to be open to him and see where he's coming from. Not, not saying that he doesn't have to fix the person doing something wrong, but, but, but the, the place that it comes from is from love. That's in the Sitra Achra, the realm of evil. Because of Yeshua, the person leaves no room for others. You know? And you think about it, let's say, like a simple example, any, any person, your roommate, you go to shul, you go to school, and people come, we don't know what is what has happened before they came. You know, we have we 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 set a certain standard of what should happen. I told this once to a person in Shaw that is complaining about something going on in Shaw. 
And I said to him, you don't understand what a person's been through before he came to Shon. And everyone has their pakalach, you know, their issues that they're dealing with and their life struggles. And that person could have been in a, you know, let's say he was married and, you know, unfortunately, could have, the person could have been in a fight with his, with his spouse before they came. You know, and then he comes, and then you're going to come and start harping on him, start annoying him about something that's, that's not necessarily that important. You know, and meaning would, if, you, if you realize that that's what happened to them before they came, would you be nicer to them? Or would you treat them the way you're treating them? And that's sort of what he's saying. When he, when he comes from Yeshua's, so it's always bothering you. When it comes from Bittu, there's always room for the other person. And even if there's something wrong, there's room for them. And, and it's not, it's not, we're not saying we have to not deal with issues. But I'm just saying that you have to, you have that sensitivity that comes with them. Because of Yeshua, the person who's going for the other, opposing them because of their very existence. This is the reason for diver- divisiveness and intolerance. Top page 30. By contrast, the Mabhaliness, because of Bittu, the person leaves room for others, accepts them, unites with them, and relates with them harmoniously. Whereas the Bittu, you, you see the Bittu is total opposite. The Yeshus, it's they exist. That's a, that's a problem. It's not that they did anything. Their existence is a problem. Whereas, whereas by Bittel, they're good. Their existence is good. Ah, they did something wrong. I can figure it out. Whatever. I can live with it. It's not a big deal. I, like, I learn. And this is sort of like, uh, this is a shlichus. When a person goes on shlichus, that's what they do. They don't come and judge every person, you know, judge a non-from person. Well, what's he doing? How are you not from her? They, they accept him with love. And they're showing they have this Bittel. He takes the Bittel. Summary. The cause of basis hatred i.e. hatred that is not motivated by genuine reason, is yeshus. So if, you, if someone bothers you and there's no real reason behind it, it's yeshus, to your own issues. The details of and rationalizations for the person's hatred flow only afterwards. Yeah, like I said before, the reasons come after. This yeshus has its roots in the clip of Midian that is sourced in the self-orientation of the realm of Toyol. The opposite of this approach is the bittle that characterizes the realm of holiness. A person leaves room for others, Accepting them and relating harmoniously with them. That's holiness. You leave room, you can relate with them. And it's all good things. Whereas, whereas Mijan, which is self-orientation, is Antoyo. So that's nothing, everything's in the way. We'll do the introduction and probably stop it. Introduction to chapters five and seven. So in this in this Hamshech, there's a lot of different little memoirs. It's not a Hamshech, but I'm saying it's a, it's a long continuous mind, but there's a lot of like sort of subcategories of things. And that's why you'll see every so often he'll bring an introduction. Introduction chapter five and seven. The Ravashab illustrates the concept of unity amidst diversity. This is very much like we've been talking about before <coughs> in today's day and age with uh, the political spectrum in, in America. Also, more specifically coming to New York, there's uh, elections coming up. But this is an important point that we should, we should learn to integrate. That unfortunately, when we watch you know, that um, when, we, when we see things, when we get on our, on our phones and different news sources and information, it, it very much divides us. We have to learn how it cannot be divisive. How no political issue should be that divisive that we should not be able to talk to our fellow Jew. It, it's, if that's happening, then we miss the whole point of everything and we should sort of go back to square one and, and just check on our phones. It's another point, but, but really... Now, and that's what, that's what we're learning here. We're learning how we can compromise and, and not, not sort of compromise, but be, able to be there for the other person and have that diversity. And person can have a totally different opinion on you than you and even disagree with you, but you can still get along. That's how, that's how it should be.
Torah illustrates this concept of union and diversity by explaining the oneness that characterizes the soul and its powers. And how do we understand this? Like we've said this a lot of times, through learning ourselves and through seeing our own seeing our own body and how it works, and how on one hand our body is very, very uh, you know individualistic and has very different parts to it, but it all comes together. Even although the soul comprises of many different, even conflicting potentials, however, since they all emerge from the same core and are filtered through the influence of the mind, all of those soul powers function together as one with shared purpose. This concept is exemplified through the inter interrelation of the powers of Chachma and Bina. Chachma and Bina reflect opposing intellectual thrusts. Chachma involves the abstract concept of an idea. That's Chachma, the abstract. And in that experience, one becomes absorbed in that idea to the point that his sense of self is obscured. So when you get totally involved in trying to understand this chachma idea, so your totally sense of self totally goes. Bina, by contrast, internalizes a concept within oneself. It seeks to define the concept component by component in the terms of one's existing intellectual framework. Bina is, is defining it and, and organizing. Nevertheless, despite this fundamental difference in nature, Whereas Bina is sort of bring it down as Chachma is going up. Chachma and Bina function in tandem, interrelating with each other and complementing one another. That's what they do. These explanations lay the backdrop for the fundamental premise of the Maimah, further developed in later chapters, that differences between people need not be a cause for discord. Indeed, with a balanced mindset, it is precisely when each individual develops his own unique potential that the person can complement one another and join hands as a united community. See, and what he's saying is very, very important, that he's saying that it's not that we should all have the same opinion. It's that every opinion with its diversity can come together. Diversity is a good thing. It's just diversity is not good when it becomes my way or, your, or the highway. And so he's saying taking the diversity and, and joining together. If someone cares about a certain cause that you might not care about, that doesn't mean their cause is not uh, worthy. And even if there's, even if you think that it's not such an important cause, there's more important causes. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. And maybe that's their shlichus. Maybe that's the thing that they should be doing. They should be trying to fulfill. So that's good. And your cause should be your cause. And and, and really working together. If everyone's working together to fulfill, to fix all the issues that are going on in the world, and make the world a much better place. Even though you might say, "What well, do I, I think is more important to work on this?" You know, another person might think it's more important to work on uh, this. That's, that's totally fine. You don't all have to do the same thing. You have to learn that diversity and take that, that separateness and, you, and, and use them together so we can all do good things. To be continued on Monday. Have a good day. Yeah, and I guess, so the practical lesson here is recognize, um, well, essentially we summarize what we did yesterday and we're talking about here, diversity, recognizing ourselves, do we get along with people that have different opinions or is it hard for us? I think unfortunately nowadays it's becoming very hard. Someone has a different opinion. Someone disagrees with us. Let's say a simple example is in the conflict with Israel and what happened in Israel. And you can't, might talk to someone and they'll have a very different opinion than you. But are we, allowed, are we able to get along? And if we're not, the question is, should we be having that discussion? Should we should be working on ourselves? Is it coming from Bittal or not? And if it isn't, then should we be having that discussion? I need to work on my Bittal, not my Yeshus, Sinas Chinam, because it's not worth it. Jews fighting is worse than uh, any wars that Jews that these people are having, you know. Avas is also going to bring us, bring us, bring Mashiach. 